This is the fear of science. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Fear of Science, the podcast that dives into the wide world of science and science-adjacent topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show features a new science sphere with special guests and discoveries along the way. My name is Daniel. And I'm Jeff. And today we are uh, talking about a subject that uh, many of us have to face uh, at least a couple times a day, morning, noon, night, dusk. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, the, the topic, the fear of road rage. Mm-hmm. Now, Jeff, uh, do you drive? I kind of drive. <laughs> I, I have my license. I, drive, I drove for a long time, uh, and then I moved to Vancouver. And then I've say no more. I don't yes. really drive again. Right. Uh, so I I try to avoid it now. I don't know why. I just don't. I, I'm just used to public transit. I can tell you how to get anywhere in the city via the bus or SkyTrain, um, but I have no idea how the roads work. Right. Ah. Well, as a long time driver, uh, I I've gotten used to driving in Metro Vancouver and beyond. And uh, there are definitely good days and bad days, and there are definitely times where I am very grateful to have public transit here in Vancouver. Mm. Just like I am grateful for us having our special guest joining us in studio at the Vancouver Public Library Inspiration Lab to help us delve into this topic. Uh, For our listeners of the Fear of Science, please introduce yourself and why are you here? Hello, my name is Sam Tony. I'm on the program to talk about driving. I'm a stand-up comedian uh, around Vancouver here. I work with Yuck Yucks and Run a couple of shows. I'm the sidekick on the Brett Martin show and uh, the sidekick on the What's So Funny podcast and radio program on CFRO 100.5 Vancouver Co-op Radio. I'm excited to be here. I love driving. I don't have a car anymore, but I love driving. There we go. Are those related? Let's find out. Let's find out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Kyla Lee. I am a driving lawyer at Acumen Law Corporation in Vancouver, and I drive a lot as part of my work. Um, and also, because I'm on the fear of science, I did want to say that uh, for most of my life, I was afraid of science and thought, that's mm. okay, I'll never have to use it as a lawyer. And now, as a lawyer, I use science all the time. So I kind of love love the concept of this podcast as a whole because it makes these things accessible to people like me. (laughs) Now, when you say that you're a driving lawyer, you're a lawyer that specializes in driving law, not a lawyer that drives. Well, both. I I drive too, (laughs) but yeah, I specialize in driving law. Are you like the Lincoln lawyer? (laughs) No. (laughs) That's the only other lawyer I know that drives. You've used your last and only (laughs) lawyer joke. That's it. Um, But uh, for for our listeners, uh, yeah, what Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about your work and why specifically you got into this uh, specific field of law? Most of what I do deals with people who are charged with criminal offenses related to driving or who get roadside prohibitions for drinking and driving. So like 90% of my practice is related to DUIs of some sort. Um, And I kind of fell into this. I really liked criminal law. But I also liked the intellectual challenges of, of you know, doing charter challenges in court and, and heavily litigating things and cross-examination. And it turns out that the area that you get to do the most of that in criminal law is actually in DUI cases. Hmm. 
probably because those things are expensive and people who are charged with DUIs by and large are people who have jobs, who can't afford to get a criminal record, um, and who are therefore willing to pay for a lawyer to do whatever it takes. Oh, interesting. Wow. So uh, let's dive into this this topic. So uh, we all do drive. Um, Many people, of course, many people listening may not have licenses or may have lapsed licenses, but there are definitely people that I know who are afraid of driving or or not a fan of driving. Uh, why do we think that people are afraid of driving or just like uh, not wanting to do it? If not afraid, they're just like, no, I'm good. I got an idea about this. Like, afraid to drive when you're sitting in a multi-thousand-pound car, mm-hmm. being surrounded by other multi-thousand-pound cars of people you don't know, and you're trusting your life. And you're putting your the, your life is in their hands, and you don't know who these people are. You don't know if they're all messed up on on you know drugs like aspirin or whatever, and <laughs> and they can kill you. That's frightening. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's just yeah. like I could die any moment. Because somebody is an idiot. Yeah. And I have and no control over that. No airbag is going to have a car not hit me. Yeah, and you're essentially in a giant, like, weapon. Yeah, yeah. that can go 50 miles an hour. Have you ever, has anyone ever been sitting in their car and had that realization while driving? <laughs> I, I think, you know, I, I think that, uh, I, I'd like to think that we've all evolved into, uh, you know, being able to put those things uh, away from our brains, right? Like, like you know, thoughts? Like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> kind of like the, the, the thought of, oh, at any moment a meteor flying through space could wipe out Earth, right? Just yeah, from random true. thought, right? Possible and, but not probable, right? Right, yeah, and so kind of similar with, you know, to me and driving where I almost have to, like, um, not think about it. I just turn on the radio, yeah. sing along to Michael Bublé, and we're going to wow. go. Well, not anymore. We're going to make you think about it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Good luck driving home tonight. <laughs> I kind of want to hear your Bublé, but... Um, I, I mean, I think about it a lot when I drive, but I think I'm in a unique position because I'll be like driving past an intersection and go, oh, that's where, you know, the police say that my client, you know, took out the entire median and then smashed into three people. And, you know, you think about that as you're driving by. But a lot of people don't read that every day. Yeah. But I am, I am totally desensitized to it now. Like, like I I don't think about it and then feel fear. I think about it and go, okay, well, this is important to know this space. And did it bug you when you first started? It didn't. Um, the only times I've really felt fear related to driving have been divorced from my like professional work. So I've been in three car accidents. Mm. Um, and I won't drive on this one highway in the lower mainland where I was on uh, in one of those accidents because I just like flashbacks to this woman just running a stop sign and her children's faces in the back as I slammed into her at 70 kilometers an hour. Wow. So, you know, I don't want to see that again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's too bad it's Highway 1. (laughs) (laughs) Really hard to get past Kamloops. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, so I was doing a little bit of research and um, so I found out that there actually is a fear of driving. Uh Um which is always fascinates me when I do the research because we'll have the like the weirdest subject and I'll be like, oh wow, that actually does exist. But it's called uh, uh, viaphobia. 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 Yeah. Huh. 
Fear of driving. I thought they would have come up with something a bit more Latin sounding than vehicle phobia. That's a modern fear. Yeah. yeah. That they have cars. It is a modern that. fear. Yeah. Not like people were scared of the vehicle of horse. Oh, At least it's not uh, carophobia. Yeah, I tell you. But um, specifically afraid of cars, not trucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trucks are cool. ATV is fine. Um, but uh, yeah, a large amount of um, via phobia. Uh, comes from traumatic past mm-hmm. experiences. Um, it's people who've been in accidents and and have a lot of trouble getting back into driving afterwards. Um, there's also the the fear of losing control, yeah. and uh, it's often tied to anxiety, where you feel like you have too much responsibility. So that feeling like you're in a weapon and you're mm-hmm. literally moving a wheel can cause dire circumstances at any time. Often loops into huh. um, a cycle of anxiety. Right. Um, and then, uh, there's also, um, just fear of other people around you. (laughs) Seems like there's a lot more going on than just, like, you remove vehicles from this person's life, and they're still going to be afraid. And it's like, it's, is it really the vehicle, like, the fear of vehicles, or is there something bigger happening to this person that they also are afraid? It's like, just another phobia on top. Right, because mm, yeah. if you're if I'm driving a car and now I'm afraid of killing people, if I don't drive the car, am I a okay? Or now am I still afraid of killing people just with you know my keys or something? I guess it depends if it's a, a rational or irrational phobia because well there's, yeah. there's like you know I'm afraid of heights. Well, I I logically know um, that if I climb up a tall ladder uh-huh. and I fall off, worst case scenario, I'm going to roll an yeah. ankle. Yeah. That's not going to be that big of a deal. But, you know, my brain doesn't know that. I still get vertigo. Uh-huh. I still get that. So I think part of it is, too, thinking that a lot of these phobias might not be controllable. Are there rational phobias i think is is probably the greater question right yes is there are i agree yes or agree with the question what's uh, definitely happening definitely fear of spiders oh okay. <laughs> i'm with you yeah. see yeah thank you Karen. but it's irrational right they're not gonna hurt you God. The well, fear is not yeah. what about those bird eating spiders well daniel, seen... daniel had a tarantula on his hand for half a second yeah. are you okay i'm a changed man he's <laughs> now he's like, now spider-man yeah, totally. yeah. Oh, uh, now uh now kyla uh here in bc and in canada uh you know you know uh are are the laws and rules in place are they there to help us uh feel more comfortable driving, feel safer driving, you know, not just to protect, not just to protect us from hurting people or protecting us from people hurting us, but is it also there for our peace of mind? Uh, I I heard recently that uh, apparently, you know, in the news that um, the government is looking at reducing the speed limit in uh, in residential streets. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the speed limit in residential streets is 50. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, I was like, wow, because I've driven in, in residential streets and I do not go 50 because that is relatively fast for... Maybe because I drive a Nice van and it only it only fits one car yeah. at a time. Yeah. If that, right? yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, are the are the laws there to make us feel safer and make us feel better about driving? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, if you look at sort of the court decisions that have interpreted why the law is there, it's for protection of the public because we know with any laws you can prohibit anything, but people are going to disobey the law. Um, and I think rationally we all know that as well. So I don't think it gives us peace. Of of mind it's just designed to set up a system whereby we can protect the most people possible 
from these gigantic, extremely harmful objects that we let anybody over the age of 16 who can pass a written test just commandeer and, mm-hmm. you know, have at her. Yeah. Is it because right. rules are made to be broken? <laughs> uh, as a lawyer, I cannot advise you to do that. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, uh, so essentially they're not necessarily, th- they're there to protect the greater good. Not necessarily make me, as a driver, feel better. No, and right. but do you, do you feel better knowing that the speed limit on a residential street is 50? Or does that make you feel worse? That actually made me feel worse. Right. Uh, mainly because I'm a fairly... Uh, safe driver, like I will go like one ten on th- in on the right lane. Like I am Damn not a residential street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, where? Where yeah, are you going? Yeah, totally. uh, yeah, as soon as it's four fifty nine in a school zone. No, um, uh, but uh, when I heard that, it definitely made me feel like, oh wow, speed limits are fifty. Because I and maybe I'm just not a good gauger of, of how cars fast can go. But uh, but yeah, that just seems fast. To but me. isn't like Oak Street? That's like a residential Is that street, considered... right? That's fifty yeah. kilometers yeah. an hour That's along 50. in Vancouver but or nobody Broadway. goes fifty. No, Oak. yeah, yeah. You gotta go eighty if you just right. want to keep up with traffic, right? <laughs> totally. Unless it's rush very hour true. And you yeah, go zero. Gravel Street, right? Yeah, right. but I mean, all those are like fifty kilometers an hour. Right. But when I had a car, I never drove fifty on it. Right. No. Uh-oh. But then you you look at side streets, like, you know, you're going down 12th Avenue yeah. or something like that. You're not going to be driving 50 no. down that, because well, it's a bike route. There are, ad- <laughs> there are advocacy groups who say that the speed limit should be set not, you know, we have these standardized speed limits and we set them artificially low, um, lower than they need to be for road conditions so that more people go an appropriate speed, but this advocacy group, Sense BC, says what you should do instead is set the speed limit at what's appropriate. Make it 30 on those residential streets where it should be 30. Make it 60 on Oak Street where it should be 60 or even 70. Um, And, you know, on the the big flat straight highways for kilometers and kilometers and kilometers, make it 120 or 130. Mm -hmm. That's how fast people are going, and it's not unsafe. It's just uh, it's just set artificially low because we know people are gonna go at least ten over in the lower mainland, at least twenty over. I think that would be good for tourism as well, because you have people coming to visit and they're going down Oak Street yeah. and they're going, oh, the speed limit's fifty. I'm gonna go fifty down Oak, and then they get flipped off by somebody and uh, run off the road and then they die. <laughs> wow! So, yeah. Wow! Yeah, that's, it escalated that's, quickly. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But not actually an untrue situation. Yes, yes. Those the beginning part happened. of that was yeah. somewhat true. I'll flip someone off just for being in a car when I'm walking. I just don't know, say hello and yeah, welcome exactly. to the city. <laughs> uh, now, uh, Sam, as, yes. a, as a long-term uh, a veteran comedian. I'll go, I'll take it. Um, and uh, you've performed all over BC? Yeah, all over, like driving-wise, all over yeah. BC, yeah. Uh, Alberta, like how not, far have you? Not driving. Right. <laughs> Flew okay. to Edmonton. I'm <laughs> right. not, yeah. not driving. Smart man, smart yeah, man. Exactly. But you've driven, uh, so um, now from the stories that I've heard from comedians, yeah. you know, road comedians, travel comedians, <laughs> um, driving is a big part of it, and it driving is. is is a hard part of it. It's it a pain can. in the ass, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what was a, a gig I did oh, a little while ago in Radium Hot Springs, so right at the Alberta border, 
Uh, whew, 10, 11 hour drive. It Man, took us, that I mean, sounds far away. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very far, especially because, I mean, it should have taken like 12 to 13 if we were doing the speed limit. Um, Which you did. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, prove it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm completely making this up. But uh, yeah, it's a little stressful to drive that long um, yeah. and tiring especially when you realize there's a time change and you have to make up an hour right. and that and means you get to the gig five minutes after it started and then you have that stress. And you're also driving at night yeah. sometimes yeah. And, or driving in, in snow and rain mm-hmm. and, and uh, just pitch black. Um, how do you, uh, how do, you mm-hmm. do it? Um, oh, God. Yeah. It's interesting. I've had the fortune or misfortune of... Uh, going on the road with people who love driving uh, and who want to come back the same night after the gig, mm. who don't drink. They don't drink, which is good, because I do. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but up from Kelowna, uh, we drive up there, you know, and then 11 o'clock, the gig's up. Okay, let's go back. That's wow. like that's four and that's a half. That's a long drive. That's about four, four hours at yeah. one o'clock in the morning. I think there's no one on the road. Sure. Yeah. And we only stop at the Flying J and Hope. Um <laughs> But yeah, at night in non-ideal conditions, it's stressful. There's no way around it. And uh, luckily, no one else is really on the road, so you can't get mad at them. But get yeah. mad at yourself for not taking that free hotel room. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> that free Kelowna hotel room. Yeah. So um, now, uh, uh, when you when did you ever feel afraid when you were out that late? Did you ever feel like, oh man, I am, uh, uh, this is dangerous. I I should have stayed overnight. Yeah, for sure. We're coming back from 108 mile house which is beyond a 100-mile house. Yeah, it's about, I hear it's about eight miles faster. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, uh, which is more than 100 miles away. Um, yeah, that was about a five, six-hour drive, and we decided to come back after the gig. And about, you know, two and a half, three hours, and we're like, we should not have come back. And we got to talk extra loud now <laughs> to make sure yeah. that we're okay. So, yeah, that it's once. Punch me in the face. What? Just yeah, do yeah, it. just slap me. It's like, well, oh, we don't have that relationship. Yeah. 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 Um, have uh, has any of you watched the the Try Guys series that they did on uh, driving? No, oh. I've watched their drunk driving. One. Yeah, so they did what? a series on it. Um, so they did four tests. Um, they did drink uh, drunk uh, driving. Yeah. They did this on a closed like good, uh, good. race race course. <laughs> Totally controlled. That's the conditions. YouTube money right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. S- still illegal, by the way. Still illegal, yeah. <gasps> Even um, in a controlled setting? Yes. So they did drunk, they did stoned, uh, they did sleepy, and then they did texting. Uh-huh. Um, so guess which one of those four people did worse on? Texting. Sleeping. 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 Absolutely, ah. yeah. Yeah, it was sleeping, then texting, okay. then drinking, then stoned. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, people drive great when they're stoned. It actually, I think, mellows you out. Like, if you want to talk road rage, <laughs> yeah. if I were high, I would be a much nicer driver on the road. I'd be like, you know what? You want in? Sure. No problem. Don't give me the wave. Yeah. I don't mind. I think it depends on the amount of weed that you yeah. smoke, though. And if it's <laughs> just weed. Well, <laughs> yeah. well that's, that's uh, I guess, a uh, nice segue into the title of this episode, mm-hmm. which is Road Rage. Um, does anyone here have road rage? Yes. Have road rage? <laughs> oh, you do. I will admit, I am, like, uh, yeah, I get 
really angry in my car. There's very colorful language that I can't use on this podcast yeah. that comes out yes. of me. Now, to me, you are a lawyer. You are a driving lawyer, so uh-huh. you you go. I I know what you are doing, and it is wrong. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I zipper merge, <laughs> which is not the law. It no. should be. They should make the zipper merge the law. Um, but yeah, the and the wave. They should make the wave the law. That one makes me mad. Uh, when is you that don't get when the wave, everyone you know? lifts up their arms? <laughs> at the, yeah. at it's only for time. convertibles. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a weird law to. But I, if, you know, I'm if someone it. lets you in, you yes. should just the thank yes. you wave. It's no, polite. Yeah. Legislate courtesy. There was a company that created a device that you can attach to the back of your rearview window um, that allowed you to share um, emoticons uh, with people. Nice. So you can just give them like a little wave or a smiley face wow. or a thumbs up or a big like angry face. No. Uh, I have recently, uh, every once in a while, I will do what buses do to me. In terms of uh, if I let a bus in, the bus will uh, give me a brief flash of the of the hazards, of the four ways, be like, thank you. So if someone does the same thing to me, uh, I, uh, I also give a quick, like, you know, thank you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right, courtesy. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. Mm. Now, Daniel, I know that yes. you are not a rage. I've driven with you many times. And you're like the least rageful person <laughs> in the world, just period. Uh, <laughs> I believe that. Uh, yeah, don't, relaxed. don't talk to Jenny. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, I've, hmm, um, I've gotten better. Uh, I think I've gotten better because in my life I'm trying to, uh, to breathe more and to, and to have more courtesy and have more, um, you know, to... You know, if someone does something bad, you know, the whole, like, don't don't let a five-second interaction ruin the whole, your whole day, oh, man. et cetera. But as, uh, as someone who also drives a lot, I drive a lot less now, but I still drive quite a bit. Um, things things annoy me on the road. Uh, I think it's just, but I think it's the courtesy stuff. It's the courtesy, mm-hmm. whether, whether it's as I'm coming through, an, as I'm coming on a green light and someone is turning right, uh, on their red light, someone's turning right, and it cuts in front of me, and they no. slow right down, and I have to slow right down, otherwise I will rear end them, and I have the green light, and I'm like, see, I'm angry, I'm getting... <laughs> yeah. You're um, so raging out right so now. So raging. Um, or, or, if it's, uh, or if it's like, you know, delivery drivers or, or taxis who stop in the middle of a street or in the middle of, of a very tight, narrow alley and put on their four ways and just wait. And I'm like, yeah, what, what, what's happening? Uh, I once was driving down Kingsway. I, oh, man. Oh, it's uh, the worst. I, know, uh, I hate Kingsway. That's my commute uh, every day. Out oh, of no. nowhere, I'm on Kingsway in the middle of the right lane um, on a busy evening. Um, a taxi just stopped. Just stopped in the middle of just stopped and let out oh, passengers in the middle of Kingsway, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, oh. and and I had to slow right down, and and people were zooming by, and it was at like nine or ten at night, so it's not like two a.m. Hmm. And I was just like, "What is happening?" I was like, "Wait, am I crazy? No, this doesn't seem right." Yeah, now in the wrong, Kayla. He was in the wrong. Yes, mm-hmm. there's no stopping there. Three to six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no wonder it was. It was not. It was ten. So uh, it was fine. Now maybe we should define what road rage oh, is. Yes. Because you know we're talking. If you're sitting in your car and swearing at people yeah. um, when they cut you off, 
I don't know if I would define that as road rage. I think that's just a common reaction to people being dickheads. <laughs> road frustration. Road frustration. Right. Yeah. Let's put it on some kind of gradient here. Okay. Road rage has to involve somebody else. Yeah, it's exactly. Oh. Whether the destruction of property or you know beating someone up or threatening. Legally, them. is that true? Well, no, I, I don't. Know. There isn't a legal definition no. of road rage, so I think we're, create, we're creating precedent yeah. here. Oh, yeah. oh no! Yeah. Can we be in a law book? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's just like ten years from now, like a, a SFU law school. Does SFU have law school? No, it does not. Oh. But it, ten years from now, it might. UBC. Oh, good. Yeah, UBC. Yes, there we go. Yeah, they defined road rage. Um, but I think, yeah, the when you remove yourself from the vehicle and interact with another person or an object yeah. around uh, in a vengeful way, I feel like that's the definition of road rage right there. That's only happened to me twice. Ooh. One one time, a guy turned Kingsway rush hour, very busy traffic, turned left across all the lanes. Oh, Everybody no. else stopped for him, but I was in the furthest lane, sure. and I didn't see him, and I kept going into him. Um, you don't just turn and hope everyone's going to stop. No. Yeah. But I told him that not as nicely. And then he told me that he was a professional driver. So I spent the next 10 minutes very angrily cross-examining him about his professional driving skills, which culminated in me pointing out that he had an N on the back of his car. Oh, yeah. And therefore was lying to me the whole time. Yeah. So I don't I think I want a lawyer rage. angry at me. No, like the, the no. He was like, was you non- should calm down. I was like, no, you caused this yeah. accident. I am mad. This is when I excel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are there uh, are there laws that specifically address road rage? There are not laws that specifically target road rage. So we have laws about obviously all of your obligations as a driver, and then laws about uttering threats yeah. and assault, but nothing that specifically targets road rage. Although road rage could be considered like a factor that is aggravating on sentence to give you like a greater punishment. Right. Hmm. Uh, we haven't asked. Sam, about his road rage. Oh, I just, I swear a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, I swear a lot in my act and in everyday life, and I swear just as much in, like, when I'm behind the wheel. It's so crazy. it's at so least it's, hilarious. It's uh, not rage, then. It's no, just status quo. It's status quo. Do you discover frustrated. new swears while you're driving at all? Uh, well, I don't know, combinations of swear words mm. that previously hadn't been uttered before, I think. Like creative combinations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. how can I put all these words I can't say in polite society together to really stick it to this person I'm never going to see again? Yeah, and we'll never hear <laughs> and that. And doesn't even know I exist, because <laughs> why would they if I'm getting mad at them? But yeah, they didn't know you existed. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you cut me off again, you go, you know, and just, oh, now I'm getting amped up about it right now. But I don't have a car. Right. Now, yeah. uh, now the random thoughts. So, I would say that um, you know, Sam, mm-hmm. you and I, we perform comedy rounds. We town. do, yeah, uh, knockout punchlines. Yeah, uh, we've we've uh, been a part of the Vancouver Podcast Festival. Um, you you do uh, events around town as well with mm-hmm. uh, with your practice and with your podcast. Uh, are we ever worried that one day you end will end up in a road rage incident with someone who's like? Hey, aren't you that guy? <laughs> I was at the Vancouver Public Library in November. Uh, I hope we get big enough that that happens. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would love that. I just want someone to like 
recognize me and be like, I recognize your voice. Aren't you from The Fear of Science? They'll be like, yeah, you. And then <laughs> go into a swearing rant. Yeah, but hopefully we don't get to the point where we say, don't you know who I am? Uh, <laughs> don't you know who I am? That happened to me uh, on the weekend. I was getting out of a taxi, and as everybody knows, getting a taxi in Vancouver is like getting a unicorn as a pet. Yeah. Um, like better chances with the lottery, I hear, yeah. actually. Yeah. So I was getting out of one, and of course everyone on the street is nervously congregating. Am I going to get this one? And this woman comes up, she makes the beeline for it, and I'm like, you want my taxi? And she goes, hey, you! I know you! You're that... You're that lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm that lawyer. Yeah. Um, and then she took my taxi, so it all oh, worked out wow. for her. Wow, there we go. Yeah, there you go. Wow. That's a, you, you got a little uh, uh, boost of, oh, someone does know me. She yeah, got the taxi. Have my taxi. She got another fare. <laughs> and everyone else, I believe, is still waiting yeah. for her yes, taxi. <laughs> One day they'll get it. Getting uh, recognized is fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a blast. Uh, and, uh, until it's in a moment. And, until fight. they're yeah. like, hey, I'm still going to punch you in the face. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, uh, but Jeff, though, I, I'm curious, this conversation has got me, me thinking, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, rules and, and road rage. Are there, uh, are there people who are worse drivers, better drivers? Mm, yeah. And I did research. What? Yeah. I got statistics. I, I got this. numbers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was thinking we could play a little game. Now on... we're not talking about race, right? Because we are talking. Oh, about Oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So. Oh God, can I opt out? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have to say anything. We can we can skip over race. I can just tell you the results of it. It's actually pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, I want to know. You want to yeah. know? Yeah. I do want to know. Yeah. And, um, yes. Where, where and where is this info from? Um, it's from a website that I researched. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's Storm accurate. Um, we'll start with age. Mm-hmm. Let's do an easy one. Okay. Um, what age range do you think has the most amount of accidents? 18 to 23. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo early new drivers. New drivers? Daniel, what do you think? Hmm. I'm going to say... I'm going to say people in their middle age. I'm mm. going to say people who have gotten lax. Is, mm. is this, uh, so, for, like, uh, these are rates, right? These aren't absolute numbers of accidents. Because, of course, then you'd want to look at the largest population. Yeah. But these this are, is, like, this. the, the uh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Percentage of accidents by yeah. age group. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you are all wrong. Oh. Yeah. Old um, folks? Old people. Old folks, yeah. yeah. So uh, ages 80 signs. to 84 um, is about 2.1 million accidents. Um, where And you're right, ages 20 to 24 um, are 1.9 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh. it's, it's pretty close. But, yeah, it's, it's the older age one. Now, um, who do you think gets into more accidents, men or women? Men. Yeah, men. Daniel? You gotta say man, man. Yeah. Sexist. <laughs> man. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> men have, are more accidents, but women are better drivers than yeah. men. Yeah. Yeah. A large amount of the time. Um, now, I'm just oh. gonna say this one, so I'm not gonna get no, people you, can, to. Can you ask just so we okay. can be uncomfortable? Let's be really uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. here. Caucasian, <laughs> black, yeah. indigenous, mm-hmm. or Asian? Caucasian. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't see color. Or I got race. this. Uh, <laughs> Caucasian. I'll take this one. Asian. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Daniel Chai. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, 
you're all wrong as well. What? Indigenous. Really? As yeah. A- what? For yeah. accidents? Accidents yeah. per what, thousand people? Based per on... 1.7 million, apparently, yeah, is related to indigenous. Métis person, I'm offended by this statistic. <laughs> <laughs> I did not make this information. No, yes. I know. <laughs> Daniel found the information uh, on yes. the website. And so for, for our listeners and for and for here, uh, these stats come from the, the Center of Disease Control. Sorry, I got a... These are American figures. They are American, okay. yes. We can extrapolate. I couldn't find Canadian. Which is disappointing. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's from the uh, Center of Disease Control uh, web-based injury statistics query and reporting system, an interactive online database that provides uh, huh. information about uh, about fatal and non-fatal injury, violent death, and cost of injury data from a variety of trusted sources. Interesting. There we go. go. Okay. So like for our data. listeners, <laughs> we, we, it is as legit as <laughs> Yeah, online web can As be. much as I typed a search into Google and then found results. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, the thing I found interesting about race, though, is that uh, Asians actually had the least amount of accidents. Only half a million compared oh. to even Caucasian, which is 1.2 million. So, wow. yeah. We, we, we settle things uh, after it is an accident. We, we settle you know, things in a different way. What, really? Take away people's licenses? <laughs> so it's like one <laughs> yeah, yeah, shot, yeah. accident, uh, and then you're yeah. out? Now back to more of an easier statistic <laughs> to talk about. Um, which city in Canada uh, do we think is the worst for, uh, for road, side, road traffic injuries? We've got Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto, Ottawa, or Montreal. And we're talking, so is, the, is the answer <laughs> total number of accidents? Or yes. is it, okay, then I'll go Toronto. I'm going to go Vancouver. <sighs> I'm going to say Montreal. Ding, 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 Daniel. Montreal. Montreal. The mob gets in the way I mean, if you've, ever, if you've ever been to Montreal, it's insane there. Well, how can you drive with everything being under construction, you know? Like, <laughs> when it comes to getting an accident, you barely are moving. Uh, I, I was there in May, yeah. and... People living there made the same remark. Yeah, that it's did. remarkable. Yeah, yeah. also the most amount of road rage. I don't know how you measure that, but according to this website, they are Montreal... hot-blooded Quebecers. It's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ever since the Nordiques got taken yeah. away, uh, <laughs> yeah. they just get all the old Habs enforcers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, statistics, mm-hmm. information. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Uh, uh, so with all of that, you know, in mind, and you know, here in in BC, uh, I see BC, you know, yeah, there's a whole that's a whole separate a conversation, um, you know. I'm uh, afraid of them. <laughs> yeah, oh man, <laughs> me too. Uh, you know, with the plus, you know, we haven't even you know talked about uh, you know self-driving cars. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you know soon, probably within the next uh, the next year. Cyber trucks are going to be on the road. Yeah. Whoa. Very, uh, I don't very, buy it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Well, you don't have to buy it, but it's already almost two hundred thousand people already putting their orders, Sam. So uh, for cyber trucks, only a hundred dollars yeah. down to buy that. Yeah, that's actually refundable too. Ridiculous. I believe it's fully yeah. refundable. So they just deposit. made twenty million dollars for of of just working capital of money in the bank for actually having to deliver nothing. It's an interest-free yeah. loan. Are you yeah. serious? This is like buying a Tim Hortons gift card. (laughs) You're just giving people money without getting anything for it. Yeah. Oh, that's insane. But you get the possibility of owning a vehicle from Goldeneye, the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So, so uh, you know, with with all of this in mind, 
um, how do we, you know, uh, for people who have to drive, for, for people like us who, who do enjoy driving, I enjoy driving to, to, a, mm-hmm. uh, to a point, um, how, can we, how can we make the experience better? For, for drivers, for pedestrians, for passengers, for the government who has to regulate all this, for law enforcement. How do we make driving better? Well, I mean, one of my ideas, I've already said, legislate courtesy. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. But the other thing, I think, is make it less expensive. Mm-hmm. It is becoming so prohibitively expensive to drive, to keep your license. You get a cell phone ticket because you have your phone in your cup holder. You're out close to $500 just for that. It's hard for people. And, you know, the majority of people who are out there driving are not the Cybertruck-owning, self-driving car, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, rich Tesla-owning people. They're, they're, you know, people driving their Honda Civic who are trying to make money to feed their kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that weighs on people, that every time they get in their car, it's money out of their pocket. Yeah, and us living in a large city... We tend to think of about it as like, you know, traffic and, and all that. But if you're talking people who live in small communities, like your car is the only way to get yeah, absolutely. anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and plus, you know, recent, uh, with, with the Greyhound stopping service mm-hmm. up north, and I think they did get a new bus service up there. But, you know, hearing those stories about people who are like, we have no other way to get around. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I was also thinking recently, uh, so gas, uh, as of this recording, which is in November 2019, that took um, a while. Gas, uh, gas is currently hovering around the $1.25 mark in Vancouver. And I love, I love that somehow I and every other driver is now thinking, mm, that's cheap. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> and that's, there's, uh, and I had a realization yesterday that that's also not right. Yeah. Uh, somewhere along the line, something went horribly wrong when I'm going, oh, double 25, I should top up. Right? Yeah. Well, soon we'll all have the cyber trucks uh, yeah. that are all solar paneled <laughs> right. and we're good to go. Well, don't have to you worry know, about in, that. until the sun goes away. <laughs> Whoa, no. I got, <laughs> I got dark like... real quick. <laughs> yes, just like it will be in the future. Yeah. With the uh, sun. Yes. Uh, you want to make driving safer? Is that the goal? Yes. Remove safety devices on cars. Oh. Get rid of airbags, get rid of seat belts, get rid of everything that makes it safe to drive. Wow. So then yeah, you, if you make a mistake, if you willingly, you know, drive too fast and you screw up, you're not only going to kill yourself, but you're going to kill a lot of people. Wow. You know, controversial, you but over you? fair. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So basically you want to make, it's kind of like a video game where you're, uh, you're playing on like yeah, GTA expert 2. mode. GTA 2. Okay. Right, what yeah. yeah. What was yeah. that? There was wow. a Carpocalypse or something like that. <laughs> there was some old PC game yeah. I played when I was a kid. Oh God. That was all about like vehicles with weapons on them that you would race. But that's pretty much what you're describing. Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I want you in this, you know, full steel on Mad car Max. with a big engine, full on Mad Max. Yeah. And just go for it, you know. <laughs> sure, pedestrians are going to die. <laughs> but, you know. They should get a car. Fault. Yeah, they, they should get a car and it's their fault yeah. for walking, right? Wow. Weed them out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if that'll actually work. Uh, it's only one limits. way to know. Um, yeah. so Jeff, uh, what would you do um, as as someone who has driven, doesn't currently drive too much, but does have a license? What would you do if you were to get back on the road regularly? What would you want? Oh, I don't know. Um, 
I I would like no other cars on the road. That would be great. Just just nobody else, just me. Um, I think it's also because I grew up in a small town. Um, so when I when I took my driving test when I was sixteen, I actually didn't have to deal with traffic lights because there were none in the town I grew up with. Um, so I remember passing my driver's license test and like two years later going to a city that had traffic lights oh, and having no idea what to do. Oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> um, um, I'm just going to keep going? Yeah. <laughs> like obviously oh, I knew like, okay, I knew sure. the basics of Red green means go. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I figured that out What's pretty quick. What's a yellow? Huh? But just right. the idea of being surrounded by traffic yeah. um, was just overwhelming. It was almost um, kind of claustrophobic mm-hmm. um, the first time I went into the big city of branded Manitoba. <laughs> Is there uh, in your research was there any um, you know correlation or even a causal effect from the uh, congestion on accidents, right? Mm. Are more cars in an area, does that have a higher likelihood of an accident happening? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, my research did not bring that up because my research was pretty weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. You must have researched this, right? I have not specifically no. researched it, but I've probably come across data because my yeah. mind says, yes, the more people you put on the road, just, I mean, yeah. kind of logically, right. the more, the greater your likelihood of being involved in a collision. And anecdotally, I yeah. was never in an accident until I moved to sure. Vancouver. Right. And Although... Growing up in rural Manitoba, I've seen some people do some stupid shit oh, yeah. driving. That, um, like, I had a friend that had his license taken away for going, oh, like, what was it, 200 and nice. close to 250? Like, he maxed out the needle. On, on his uh, speedometer. Well, you have to try that. I grew up in a small town, too, and you have to. Like, you know, there's no one around. I'm going to yeah. see how far does this thing actually go. And it's Manitoba, so you just have to put a stick under the wheel, and then you, you go. But uh, but he got pulled over um, and got a, like, he didn't even get a ticket. He got his license taken away, and he got a fine for reckless endangerment sure. of life mm-hmm. um, for was, it. Yeah. Because if he would have crashed, he would have died instantly. Because so, I think if you have more people in a small space, that your your likelihood of accidents goes up, but the uh, kind of damage from those accidents would go down because you're mm. not moving with enough you know speed or whatever. It's a lot of fender benders and maybe whiplash or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so with that, you want to improve safety. You decrease congestion. You make it yeah. more expensive to drive. Yeah. Oh, um, mm. uh, I'm, uh, Price people out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm on a, a similar thought pattern, but I'm more more on the fact of, um, uh, you know, the the classic thought, the classic um, you know uh, speaking uh, phrase thing of let's put more money into public transit um, mm. and, yeah. and make public transit easier, more accessible. I'm very lucky that I live in East Vancouver. You know, close to sky trains. Um, I took you know public transit down here to Vancouver Public Library, but I used to live in Surrey, and Surrey you know is a huge city. But yeah. even back growing up, uh, I lived in a part of Surrey that was uh, that the buses to our areas was every hour, but if it was peak time, every half an hour, yeah. and yeah. there's nothing better. And by better, I mean worse. Than uh, walking up the street to your bus stop oh, and yeah. seeing the bus drive away, oh, early. and you being like, "No way! What?" Uh, right? 
I lived in Kamloops for a long time. And Kamloops, yeah, I know, exactly. But Kamloops is the same way with public. It's better now, but when I lived there, yeah, it was every hour uh, between and half hour at peak. And it's brutal. And and buses back then would stop at like 8 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. um, So how are you going to... Right? And I, I remember when they expanded it to 10 o'clock and people were like, whoa, <laughs> I could have two drinks yeah. at the bar and then go well, What is this doing to our city finances? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, so, yeah, I agree. Reduce, reduce congestion. Let, make it easier for people like me who wants to come down to Vancouver, who, who uh, wants to stay downtown, want to hang out with friends. Um, yeah, I don't, don't make me drive. Make it easier for me to uh, not drive so that other people who have to drive yeah. can drive. So you pay for it with a luxury car tax. I so support a luxury car tax. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because yeah. the, 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 what's the difference between the eighty and $85,000 BMW, right? Yeah. Not much. If you're at the margin where you're making like a like serious financial decision for that amount of money for a car, maybe get a Honda, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you add that in there, you pay for the public transit, and then you're not disadvantaging those who need to drive to work, etc. but you're making those pay who can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you if you disincentivize driving, you're going to make people mad. But if you incentivize not driving and maybe tax the upper echelon of drivers, because you don't need to be driving the $85,000 BMW to get to and from work, you can drive the Honda Civic. I say this as somebody who does own a car slightly nicer than a Honda Civic, but less nice than the Honda, $85,000 BMW. Honda sure. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, but I would I would have paid more on a tax on my car yeah. to have that um, because it's something I wanted, and I don't want to take transit, and it doesn't work for my work. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, that's that's fine. But I think I think just making everybody across the board have to pay for the costs of everybody mm-hmm. who doesn't drive isn't fair because it comes it affects those people who are right. driving to make ends meet the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you have a Hummer, you should pay twice the amount <laughs> yes. as everybody else. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that's the argument that's used for say like a hybrid and electric vehicle subsidies, right? Yeah, is make more expensive the least socially desirable activity right mm-hmm. so driving a ship box should be more expensive than driving an energy efficient car but those who need to drive to make money can only afford the ship box for example mm-hmm. in this world that we're in so they're paying disproportionately more well so, then you have you know, car company lobbyists that are never going to allow that to happen yeah like BM- tesla right? yeah, Those, yeah exactly uh, they want all the subsidies yeah or bmws they're never going to be like oh yeah you know go ahead charge our customers more money than everyone else like that yeah they, they might not but you know there's also like the luxury good idea that something that's more expensive actually becomes more desirable because it that's shows true. That you can afford it apple does a great job of that yeah, exactly <laughs> i live two blocks from alberni street so i see it all the time <laughs> yeah. uh now uh we did get some questions uh from our fear of science listeners Yay. yeah Ooh. we have a, a new segment we're going to do called uh, Ask the People. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we, we reached out and um, uh, Jesse from the DMs of Vancouver uh, podcast, who uh, friends of ours nice. with uh, the Cave Goblin Network, um, actually asked, and this actually really ties into the discussion right now, um, what kind of potential risks could driving cars pre- or uh, self-driving cars present? 
Oh God, uh, lots. Um, there's, uh, I think the biggest risk is is who's going to be liable if something goes wrong. And we right. even saw yeah. like examples of this recently with those people who turned on their self-driving of their, you know, pick me up in the parking lot features on their Teslas and were almost causing accidents yeah. in parking lots in Richmond. Oh, wow. Um, you know, who's responsible for the car if nobody's behind the wheel? And how do you, you know, can you ticket a driver? Can you ticket the owner? How do you, like, do you find Tesla for making a car that doesn't self-drive properly? Like, mm-hmm. how do you uh, assess liability and apportion blame? Unless we give the self-driving cars legal rights like all humans do. <laughs> and then 20 oh, years later... You're talking like we, the cars are now artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then 10 years later, they get to vote. 20 <laughs> years later, we get to marry. <laughs> well. And then 30 years later, Terminator. Uh, that's you know, that's, that's, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. 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 Very quick turnaround. Also a risk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, like the uh, legal liability is the biggest risk associated with self-driving cars. I think so. In the pilots they've done with like multiple self-driving yeah. cars on the road, they also self-driving cars seem to be getting confused because they're mm-hmm. programmed to predict that people are going to follow the law. So they get to mm-hmm. four-way intersections. And of course, nobody goes when they're supposed to at a four-way. There's like the priority order of who has the nicest car and you know who's inching forward first and the chicken game. But the car can't predict that. So the car just sits there because it sees everybody else trying to go. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't go anywhere. Wow. And that, that actually slows down traffic. It right. causes more congestion, which creates more risk. And then when you have four, four self-driving cars yeah. in that four-way, Stand still. Uh, nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing moves. I guess part of the problem, too, is that in order for self-driving cars to solve any of our congestion or, or um, accident problems, you would have to have everybody having a self-driving yeah. car. Mm-hmm. And that's just not realistic. No one's going to, you know, the government can't be like, everyone has to buy a self-driving car. It's never going to happen. So I think that's part of the kind of unrealistic part well, of self-driving. Then it just becomes public transit. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> like what? Right? Yeah, yeah. mind blown. I yeah. think it is the inability for artificial intelligence to properly uh, be unbiased mm-hmm. and to learn biases, right? Who's, what's the color of the person driving that car beside me? How do they behave differently? How does that then, the machine learn over time? It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, at least you can hold someone responsible for their own racism. And as we've learned, if yeah. they're Asian, obviously they're not Great bad drivers. drivers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's my, of course, Daniel. Um, that's also interesting because they've done studies with self-driving cars where they put them in these situations where they have to make a choice. Yeah. You know, kill an old lady or yeah. kill a child, and the self-driving car just, like, stops. Yeah. Oh, it's what's like that, that episode of, uh, of um, oh, what's that show? Black Mirror? No. no the, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the, the one where they're dead and they're in hell, but hell's pretending to be heaven. The good place. Oh, good place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where they're trying to figure out the trolley problem. Yeah, the that's self-driving a classic car thought experiment yeah. has no answer to the trolley problem. The insurance, like, what would that be priced? Kind of actuarially, you want to kill the old person, right? Well, in our society in North America, you want to kill the yeah. old person, but in other cultures, yes. you mm-hmm. might kill the baby. But the almighty dollar is what. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Earning yeah. potential. Socioeconomic status. Isn't, isn't what's the the thought experiment is uh, kill one person you know or five people you don't know? Isn't that what what it's five I don't know all day. 
Because <laughs> 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 I'd firmly pick a side for a horrible question. It was supposed to be a difficult question. <laughs> no. Apparently not. Or if you open up the box and you will get a million dollars, but uh, <laughs> That's a... people will die. Oh, yeah, yeah. That you don't Am know? I responsible for their deaths? <laughs> yeah. Also, do you buy the premise that someone will actually kill people if you open the box? Yeah. No, I mm. refuse to accept that, but I'll take the box. <laughs> <laughs> you just bluff. shrug it off and be yeah. fine with it. I don't yeah. know these people. That Who probably cares? didn't happen. I no. don't know. <laughs> I'm learning so much. Also, I'm learning that I'm learning that each of you would be a worthy foe on Survivor. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on Survivor. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Is that or, Me Too uh, thing yeah. that happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. God. Yeah, no. That's an entire podcast Whoa, in itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me and, yeah. Uh, we are obviously not up to date on yeah. this. Sam, event. you and I will talk about <laughs> that after. <laughs> uh, now, uh, one other thing that I would like to talk about briefly, uh, but before we wrap up today's episode, comes from a second uh, question Ooh. that was sent in by, from a previous guest of ours here on Fair Science, uh, from our friend Justin O'Hearn. Justin oh, Justin, O'Hearn. yes. Uh, now, Justin, he had a question that made me stop what I was doing and went like, wow. Wow, this is something that I've pondered many times throughout my life, and I'm still uh, uh, stuck. Justin's <laughs> always good with the yeah. questions, I oh, tell yeah. you. you don't get a yeah. PhD for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his question was, why is the person in front of me always going too slow, yet everyone behind me too fast? Oh, wow. It's like a haiku. Wow. Um, I I agree. (laughs) Now, in all seriousness, I kind of agree. Because to me, I'm like, why is the person in front of me so slow? And why is the person behind me tailgating? Why am I in the left lane? What am I doing wrong? Where am I? Who am I? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, is that the, you know, the mind thing of, like, Everybody else is wrong. I'm the only one driving right. That's also confirmation bias, right? True. The idea that you only notice when someone in front of you is driving too slow and you only notice when someone behind you is driving too fast. You don't recognize the sheer volume where people are slower than you behind you or faster than you in front of you. I could give you, like, a really scientific answer. Please. <laughs> oh, man, we almost never have that yeah. up here. So that's well, that's, that's way too much science. You can <laughs> only see the people that are behind you in your mirrors, and you're yeah. usually using your flat mirror, which is your rearview mirror, and your convex or concave mirrors, which are your side mirrors, and that affects your perception of speed. And so Ooh. you perceive them as going faster than they are, Whereas the vehicle in front of you, because it's either pulling away from you or matching your speed, you perceive it to be slower than it is because of your relative speed according to that vehicle. Sorry. Wow. Sorry for I, what? That's amazing. I really didn't expect wow. Justin to get an answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're welcome, Justin. Uh, wow. That, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm certified in speed estimation. Yeah. And you were saying you were afraid of science. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, Look at that. The most of the amount of science on the episode. In, you're certified in? Speed estimation. Wow. wow. So I can make visual estimations of vehicle speeds. What? Yes. Wow. That is a great party trick. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, what about people running? Can you do speed estimation for running? I mean... I guess you just need two points yeah. to count, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cool. Well, thank you. Wow, there we go. Okay, I, I am actually... Um, I'm actually blown away. That is very cool. That it's is always a bonus when we learn something on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it's always a, a bonus whenever we get to have wonderful guests joining us here at the Vancouver Public Library Inspiration Lab for our episode. So thank you both very much for being on the episode. Uh, now, for our listeners, uh, when they are not on the road uh, beside you, where can they find you uh, to learn more about 
what you do here in Vancouver and beyond. Oh, okay. Yeah, go to samtoning.com. There's dates and a whole bio and stuff for me. Wonderful. Uh, VancouverCriminalLaw.com or find me on Twitter at IRPLawyer. Excellent. Nice. Thank you. And as always, you can find us on all of your social medias. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I, I think our TikTok is almost ready. <laughs> almost there. Almost yeah. there. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, uh, For the uh, kids. Uh, and of course, if you are listening to this podcast in your car, please drive safely. If you're listening to this um, public transit, uh, don't miss your stop. My name is Daniel Chai. And I'm Jeff Porter. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you.